Truth Revolution. Bringing you the truth. <laughs> this is Truth Revolution. This is where faith and reason meet. I am Pastor Dave. That's Pastor Jeff. We're from Revolution Church in Salina, Kansas. If God is good, why do evil people do so well, and why do good people suffer? Mm, that is a good question. If God is so good, why do evil people are, do well, and why do good people suffer? We're going to talk about that today, about God's goodness, his authority, uh, why do evil people seem to do well, and good people don't seem to do well. That's the thing we're talking about today. All right, I got a joke for you. Okay. All right. Uh, so I... Uh, psychiatry students were in their uh, emotional extremes class. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's set some parameters, the professor says. What is the opposite of joy? He asked one student. Sadness. Mm-hmm. Right, then he saw another student. What is the opposite of depression? Uh, elation, mm-hmm. he replied. Uh, and then he looked at another student. Uh, what is the opposite of woe? The professor asked a young woman from Texas. And the Texan replied, sir, I believe that would be giddy up. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> I, I thought maybe I thought maybe you might be going somewhere with that. Nope, nowhere. <laughs> All right, now is this a good joke or a bad joke? I, I think it's a good joke. Okay, I, th- I thought it was a bad joke, but I'm glad oh. to hear you thought it was a good joke because now you appreciate what I said. I yeah. I like that. Uh, okay, how about this one? <laughs> I a bear walks into his bar and says, "I'd like a beer and some of those peanuts." The ponder bartender says, "Sure, but why the big pause?" <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Okay. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Okay. All right. Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> right. All right. So we're talking about the nature of goodness here. Uh-huh. The nature of goodness. Right. Uh, Psalm 100 verse five says this. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Okay. This is the point we want to get in our heads. We're going to answer the question. Why does a good God allow people to suffer? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do evil people do well? If God is good, is God good? We're going to answer these questions. Let's get this in our brain. When we're talking about the biblical God, uh, the God from the Bible, he is good. Okay? Right. This is what we call a communicable attribute. If a disease is communicable, what does that mean? That means it can be shared. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we share this with God, right? Uh-huh, yeah. God is good, but it's a communicable attribute, meaning he shares it with us. We can be good, at least in part. Right. Uh, so some jokes are good. Some jokes are bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you were going somewhere with that. I <laughs> uh, See, I always have a point, but uh, now we're not suggesting that jokes had a moral quality to it. Right. But we're just using that as a setup. All right. Is, is this similar to God being good? Well, Psalm 34 verse eight says this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. All right. Uh, I had a friend uh, named Brad. Uh, he used to push me around a little bit when I was in elementary school. No. Yeah. Yeah. He used to push me around a little bit. He's kind of a jerk. Uh, he would often um, kind of be mean to me, uh, break my toys and stuff. My was mom this, would- Was this your only friend? No. Okay. Please, why would you hang out with somebody like that? It's my only friend. <laughs> no. It's a, that's just the way the world is. Things are going to happen. <laughs> so I hung out with this guy. He was a little mean. Well, I kept letting him push me around. The right. problem was, I let him do it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day, my mom decided she wasn't going to step in anymore and uh, he, to teach me a lesson. He right. he actually had this little toy guitar that I loved. Mm-hmm. That was electronic. It was like a keytar. It right. was awesome from yeah. the 80s. Mm-hmm. And he took that thing and he smashed it on the front banister <laughs> of our house. What? Just smash it to pieces, and my mom just let him do that. No, did my mom do a good thing? I th- I think yeah. I mean I, it's it wouldn't seem good, 
at the moment. Sure didn't feel good to me. Right. All right. The word good is so ambiguous. We have, a, we have problems answering this question. Right. All right. We all learn that God is good, but we have actually no idea what that means. Right. Okay. God is good. True. So what? Well, this really, I mean, we could spend a month just on this radio show dissecting mm-hmm. what the word good means. Uh, I did a series uh, uh, on this at one point. Uh, I took about seven weeks of materials. I, I cut a lot of different things. Uh, together, uh, put this. I'm going to go through a bunch of stuff really fast today. Okay, okay. here's some implications of God goodness. So I want you to pay attention to uh, to this. The question is, uh, what is good? Okay, that's the question. All right, this is actually part of what philosophers call the Euthyphro dilemma. Is in tight. The no, the Euthyphro <laughs> dilemma. Not <laughs> the Euthyphro dilemma is okay. Is an act good because God says it is, or does God command it because it's good? So God says that I should love you. Right. Right. Did God tell me to love you because that's a good thing to do? Or did he become a good thing to do because God told me to do it? Now, Plato discussed this with a guy named Euthyphro a long time ago. That's why it's called the Euthyphro Mm -hmm. Dilemma. Uh, Option one, an an act is good because God says so, right? Right. You you can't say that something is good just because God says it is good. That would imply if God said to burn babies with cigarettes for entertainment, that would be good because God said to do it. Uh, Wait a minute. Yeah, that would get a little confusing. And we'd be like, well, no, we know burning babies with cigarettes for entertainment is not good. But if God said to do it, then it would be good. Because he defines good. Well, it was kind of like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Well, option two, an act is good if God says to do it. Well, okay, then you have something different than God. You actually have an ethereal God called goodness that even God is subject to, right? right? Meaning <sighs> God wouldn't be the real God because there's a standard above God called goodness. Right. And God is just wow. learning about what goodness is. And he's telling us what it is. Yeah. As Christians, we say neither of those options is correct. The answer is what God does, that is good. God himself is the definition of good. Right. All right I'm gonna, let's read go Psalm 34, 8 again. Okay. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Right. So pay attention to this. If you're mm-hmm. coming from a Christian perspective or a Jewish perspective, it, this part of the Bible says the Lord is good, not just does good. Right. Not whatever God commands becomes good. No, it's God is good. Right. All right. Uh, We're talking about the attributes of God. And here's an attribute we have to grasp before we can answer any questions about God's goodness. The definition of good. We define what is good by saying whatever God does is good. Right. Because goodness is the very nature of God. So to learn what is good, we have to see what God does, especially what Jesus did. Amen. So would burning babies with cigarettes or entertainment ever be good? No. No, because that's not something God in his nature, the nature of God would never do that. Right. Did God go, oh, there's something above me and it told me that burning babies with cigarettes is bad. No. Absolutely not. That's just not something God would do because it's not who he is. Therefore burning babies is bad because it's not something God would ever do. Amen. He would do kindness. He would want to heal. He would want to help. And so helping babies is good. Yes. Because that's who God is. Are you seeing the difference now? Yes, absolutely. All right, good. So good deeds are an expression of the very nature of God. God cannot go against his nature. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. Okay. Like the nature of a mirror is to reflect. Right. Just think about that. Like go to a mirror sometime and tell yourself, all right, the nature of a mirror is to reflect. 
in everything else it does, you know, whether you use it as a table or whether it cracks, fogs up, it always reflects. Absolutely. Okay. Whatever God does, it is always good. God is always good. This is the core of who God is. There are lots of implications here. Now there's three that I want to point out that A.W. Tozer came up with these. All right. These, these are some of the implications of it. All right. First one, God is not indifferent. I love this one, by the way. Yeah. Okay. God is not indifferent about anything. Right. Because he is good in his core and he has judgments on all things based on that goodness. Right. See, and that's where I thought God was at one point. I thought he was indifferent uh-huh. when I was younger. I mean, before I, before I came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, I felt like God was way far off and really didn't give a rip about mm. what happened to me or anything around me. Yeah. So, and so what we actually do once we learn, okay, God is good. That's his very nature. So he has opinions about everything mm-hmm. because he, in his core, he has to have judgments based on something's goodness or value according to who he is uh, or compared to who he is. Right. All right. We see this in verses that talk about God, even knowing the sparrow and feeding it. Right. Right. He's not indifferent to that little bird because caring is good. Right. That's who, that's not just something he does. That's who he is. He's not indifferent to the actions of Hitler because they were not good, right? Not good is the same as it goes against the nature of God. So you could talk about sin. Uh, you bring up any sin you want, even sin, let's say a one that's really controversial now that people will just get so mad at you to say that uh, homosexual action is a sin, right? Okay. But that sort of action goes against the nature of who God is. Cause that's not how he designed the universe to work. Right. And so it's not like we're going, ah, evil, nasty, gross. We're just saying that's just not the nature of God right. because that's not how he designed the world to work. Right. So nothing is beyond God's view. Nothing's beyond God's care. Now that's the first implication. The second implication is this. God does not, he has not, and he will not think bad thoughts about anyone. <laughs> You know, and people have that so messed up uh-huh. because they think, well, God can never love me the way I am right now. Mm. You know, God hates me, mm. you know, and that's simply not true. Once you actually learn to know who God really is, you almost want to kind of, if it wasn't such a serious thing, you could almost laugh at your former self if it wasn't for the fact that there are millions of people out there thinking the same thing. Yeah. Now we want to be careful how we handle this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, God does not sit around thinking that dude is such a jerk. Right. I don't like him at all. I hate him so much. Uh, he, he's taught us not to do such things. Why? Because that's not his nature. He's, his thoughts are either that thing was evil that you did or that thing was good that you did, or it will be that you have rejected me and you will face my wrath. Uh, but he doesn't have bad thoughts about you. Right. Uh, things that you do can make him mad. Mm-hmm. It can make him take action, but he loves all people and he does not think evil thoughts right. about people. Right, here's the next implication for God's goodness. And there, there's millions, right? I'm just, right. I'm just yeah. a few of these. I mm-hmm. uh, remember that everything God does is an expression of his good nature. Who he is is expressed by what he does. Who he is is expressed by what he does. Right, so the creation of the universe and my life is a result of God's goodness. Absolutely. Think about that for a mm-hmm. minute. God created the universe and that was simply an expression of his good nature. Because that's what he does. Because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He does things that are good. And because, was it 
Because that's who he is. Because that's who he is. Right. So he was like, what should I do that would fully express who I am? Boom. Universe leapt into existence. Wow. And and so the expression that when God created these things, he says, it is good. That's exactly right. When you yeah. read Genesis, mm-hmm. he creates, it, it, he created light, let there be light. It is good. Mm. Boom. Right there. Right. What I, we're going to talk about that more in just okay. a little bit, actually. But yeah, right there. What I just did, that was a good thing. Why? Because everything he does is good because that's his nature. Right. Now we're getting closer to that question that we started at the beginning mm. uh, about why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Uh, so I, I want you to hang in here, but Dave, uh, you know, real quick, wh- what church are we from? Revolution church in Salina, Kansas. And our website is revo.church. And they should come out here. Why? Because it's a good place to be. We don't judge he you. He said good. You said good. It this is a good, good place, place to be. To be. <laughs> but, um, God doesn't care about what is on the outside. God cares more about what's on the inside. Why might that be? Hmm. Because he wants us to change. Uh, how about because he is good mm-hmm. and he's interested in what is good, not just what is stylish right. or unstylish, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Talking about me. And so, <laughs> so like we, we love God here and want to know right. the nature of yeah. God. Uh, I actually, you know, I had, I had someone email me uh, and say, you know, you, I came to church and you guys had this sermon and it said that in the sermon, something I was doing with my life was wrong. And uh, so I thought you guys accepted everybody. Well, that's true. Right. We, we accept everybody. I love everybody. I want everyone to come here. Um, just like God loves everybody and he wants to accept every single person into his arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we aren't going to tell you the truth. Right. Uh, we love you enough to tell you exactly what God thinks. And that makes some people nervous. Right. Well, you know what? If, if the church never accepts somebody who sins, the church would be empty. Right. Period. <laughs> right. You know, cause we're all sinners, man. I sinned yesterday. I sinned today mm-hmm. and it's highly likely I'm going to sin tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, but thank goodness. Hey, thank God <laughs> that, that he accepts me as I am. And it's not yeah. me doing the work, making myself better. It's him doing the work oh, in man. me. That's good. So, so Hey, uh, come on out to revolution church. Right. If you're listening Amen. to this podcast, uh, at any time you need to go check out revo.church to see what our service times are and where we're meeting at. If you're listening to this in, uh, May, 2018, right. Our service times are at 8 30 AM, 10 AM and 11 30 AM. And, uh, you just get to our website to see where always go to Rebbe.church to see where and when, but we'd love to have you come out here. So, all right, let, let's get back to this. All right. Mm-hmm. Another, uh, implication of God's goodness. <coughs> the reason for my existence is God's goodness. What did God cre- say when he created light? It is good. God created the earth and he said, it is good. He created plants and he said, it is good. Trees. It is good. Animals. It is good. And then he creates humans mm-hmm. and he says, it is very, very good. Very good. Yeah. In other words, when God does this, he's saying, okay, I've expressed myself. I express myself. I have expressed myself. And then he creates people and he goes, I have really expressed myself the right way. Right. Like he is really happy with what he's done. Uh, it's interesting to think about goodness being there's good and there's very good. Uh, and if you're thinking in terms of laws and black and white, well, you're, it's something's either legal or illegal, then it's hard to understand how God could say something was good, but then something was very good. But if you're thinking in terms of food, oh yeah, flavor, Mm -hmm. beauty, right? Uh, I can, I can look at uh, a lady and say, she's pretty. 
I can look at my wife and say, she is very pretty. And you do it a lot. It's <laughs> right? <making> me sick. <laughs> right. Well, I can look at, I can look at, so what's your favorite food? Uh, my favorite food would probably be uh, buffalo wings. Buffalo wings, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. The I'm, chicken is a noble bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I'm just going to say, all right, so buffalo wings are good. Mm-hmm. Buffalo wings are good. But popcorn is very good. Oh, my. I love popcorn, man. Popcorn see, is very and good. See, I would be the opposite. Uh, interesting. Popcorn would be okay. Mm-hmm. And buffalo wings would be very good. Right. Now, of course, we're talking about things that are subjective mm-hmm. here. Absolutely. And when God talks, uh, his opinion isn't subjective. Right. So God is looking at animals and he's saying, hey, this is good. You can have something that there's nothing wrong with it, but you can still create something that's better. I do this when I, when I create art. Okay. When I write a song or mm-hmm. when I write a sermon, uh, a lot of times I write a sermon, I feel like I'm writing, uh, creating art, not right. merely, merely an essay, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm creating this art piece and there can be absolutely nothing wrong with it, but I still look at it and go, Hmm, I can do better. It can be better. It can be perfectly good. It can be perfect, but it can still be better. Right. And so God creates the world. He creates light and earth and all these things. And it is all good. It is right. all perfect. Yeah. But then when he creates mankind, he, men and women, he says, it's even more perfect. Right. It's very good. Right. And this is God saying, I've expressed myself rightly. He is good. God's creation of you is an expression of his internal goodness. That's why we better not talk badly about other people. Right. That's why when we are hating someone, we're implicitly hating God's goodness and his good creation. Man, you're preaching to somebody now. <laughs> Without God's goodness, there would be no creation, no universe, right. no life, no you. The very nature of God moved into the design business. Why is there something rather than nothing? Because God found it good to express himself. Amen. All right. Now, if these things are true, it's confusing because it doesn't always feel like God's good. Right. Uh, I was, I was doing foster care. Uh, you know, if you listen to the show, you know, I do foster care. Right. They've taken lots and lots of kids. I started doing foster care partly because it, it was a very good thing to do. Mm-hmm. The result was terrible feelings, very bad things. I've seen terrible abuse. Right. I've heard kids describe things that you don't ever want to hear. Uh, can it be good when there's so much badness involved? I just want you to think about that for a second. Yeah. Because before we answer the question, why does God let bad things happen to good people? Why does God let good things happen to bad people? I have to ask you this question. The very nature of God is good. He's asked us to do things that are very good. I'm doing something very good by doing foster care. But is it very good? Because the moment I start doing this very good thing, it feels very bad. Mm -hmm. Just because something is very good doesn't mean it lacks bad feelings. Right. I believe that, you know, it comes from, from us on the inside. You know, we sacrifice of ourselves the feelings, the giddy feelings that we have when we're doing something fun and good and neat and awesome. And when we look at somebody else and we want to help them through their struggle, Man, we, we may struggle too with mm-hmm. some with some other things mm-hmm. because we don't want to see those things in other people. We don't want to see yeah. other people suffer. That's right. And so Jesus did the same thing on the cross. Mm. You know, that's right. He died on the cross that we might have life. Now, did it seem like a very good thing at the time? Probably not. He he it sure didn't feel good. No, he he cried out, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" 
it was not a good thing at the time, but let me tell you what. <laughs> he resurrected three days later and things started looking up. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the ultimate good. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, so you can, we're doing foster care. It's a very good thing to do. It doesn't always feel good. Right. At the same time, we know of people who give God the middle finger. They break laws. Right. They do whatever mm-hmm. they want. They never get in trouble. They get lots of money. And I know God's not indifferent to this, but if God is so good, why do these evil, evil people do so well? And why do good people suffer? Now, we need an answer that encompasses everything we know about God. He's all powerful. Okay. He's all knowing. Yep. He's all good. Right. And we must remember that whatever God does is an expression of his good nature. Right. So we're asking, how do I reconcile what I perceive as not good with what I know is good about God? I have seven or really so really good answers. Okay. Uh, we don't have time to give all seven. I want to give you three that intrigue me personally. Okay. Let's do Bible contradiction first. Bible okay. contradiction. Cliffhanger. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> all right. Bible contradiction today brought to you by infidels.org. So Exodus twenty fourteen says you shall not commit adultery. Okay. So God is prohibiting adultery. However, Hosea 1, 2 Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. So God's instructing Hosea to take a wife of harlotry. Yep. What's going on there? All right. We have a cracked acronym. Dave, the K stands for. Knit together. Meaning what? Meaning that uh, there are strands. If Okay. If the Bible were a, uh, a garment, a piece of cloth, you would pull on one end and then another end would move. So saying we pull something in a the sweater. In, yeah. Like in the new Testament, we would tug on something, something in the old Testament's going to move. Yes. Okay. So everything in that garment is all connected together and it all actually points towards Christ. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's pieces of yarn and just, they're all interwoven throughout the whole Bible. Right. It's all connected. So you can't just take one part. Uh, you can't just go, Oh wow. God told Hosea to go marry a prostitute. I guess he's yeah. okay with it. <laughs> right. That's not what God was saying. In fact, you read the, the book of Hosea, God never says, oh yeah, the prostitute was good for doing what she did. Right. No, no, no. Exodus 20 says, you shall not commit adultery. Hosea 1-2, or the book, whole book of Hosea is simply using this woman who was going to commit adultery anyway to help teach something, right? The whole point, it's, the whole point is, well, actually, let's, let's read all of Hosea 1-2, not just one piece of it. Mm-hmm. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. Okay, so God asked Hosea to marry this lady who was unfaithful, not saying that what she was doing was good, but because he wanted to use Hosea's life as an example to say, the nation of Israel keeps saying to me, we're yours, we'll follow you, God. And then they go away and Mm -hmm. they follow other gods Mm -hmm. and they follow other things other than God. They're committing adultery. And I want you guys to see what this looks like. By the end of the book of Hosea, God says this. Hosea Hosea 3 1. The Lord said to me, Go show your love to your wife again. Though she has loved by so she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods. So this is simply God saying, Okay, your wife cheated on you, Hosea, and I want you to go back to her and love her again, even though she cheated on you. And that's an example of how God treats the Israelites. It's also an example of how God treats us. We turn away from God time and time again. And mm-hmm. what does God do? He still comes back and he Amen. lets us in again wow. and again. This isn't God saying adultery is okay. This is God showing us how serious he is about forgiveness. Bible contradiction. 
All right. I would say you just got deep, Jeff. Oh. That was good stuff. Good. All right. So the important question. Uh, I, I said I was going to give you three answers about if God is so good, why do evil people do so well and why do good people suffer? Right. Remembering that God is good. He's powerful. He's knowing. And everything he does is always good. All right. We don't have a lot of time. I'm going to burn through these fast. Okay. I want to think about the phrase evil people. When I think about my life, I've done pretty much every evil thing I can imagine. Okay. I've done it in thought or in action. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus talking in Luke 18, 19, and he says this. No one is good except God alone. Okay, so if God is so good, why do evil people do so well? Uh, because we're all evil. <laughs> if God destroyed evil, he'd have to destroy me too. Right, exactly. And you, and yeah. even Dave. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. The question is really, and pay attention, because this is a much better question. Why hasn't God destroyed me even though I'm evil? Oh, snap. I can't be judgmental against someone else because the difference between me, my evil, and their evil is, is small compared to God. Right. Let's compare who jumps higher. Okay, that's fine. He jumped six inches higher than me. Mm -hmm. But if the goal is to jump to the moon, we're pretty much equal. Right. <laughs> Psalms 34, 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. What is good? Taste and see that the Lord... And you, human beings, are both really good. Is that what it says? No. no. It says the Lord is good. You got to go to him to taste it and see it, right? God is good when he doesn't have to be. He will not destroy evil yet. Otherwise, he'd have to destroy you and me. He's good to all of us for not destroying us, all right? That's one answer. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. It's logically true, but it's insufficient because it doesn't feel good. I still <laughs> I still have a nagging feeling because, right, like if, if my life's going crappy and I feel like, why is God not being kind to me? Right. I don't want someone to just point at me and be like, because you're evil, stupid. <laughs> right. Right. So it doesn't. Okay. Well, is, is God unfair? Because at least I'm trying to do good. Right. I, I think a good answer is this. Life is unfair, but God is not life. Right. Or, or maybe better like this. My life is not God. Amen, brother. If my life is going bad, that doesn't mean God is bad. Your life isn't God. All right, we mix this up all the time. We often believe a false view of God's goodness. He'll heal all my problems. That's not true. God never said that. Right. Uh, not until at least Jesus returns. We've put that on to God. Our lives are simply what they are. We've sinned. The world's messed up. There is disease. I cannot use how well my life is going compared to someone else's life as a measure of God's goodness, because my life is not God. Right. Matthew 5, 45 to 46, Jesus says this. God causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. The moment we start saying, I'm a good person, God owes me a good life. We've actually said that good is a standard above God and that God has to obey it. Wow. See, that's why we started with the whole youth mm -hmm. dilemma thing. Yep, gotcha. Like, why do you talk about that? This is why, because if you think oh, I'm pretty good, God should do good things for me. What you're saying is good is a standard above God that God has to obey mm -hmm. and that it's not the nature of God. And that whenever you do good, God has to give you something good. Right. That's not true. God is good. Amen. Your life is not God and your life often isn't good. God attributes undefinable by what happens in our life. We tend to think that way with like big things like life, death, big losses, but mm -hmm. to show the absurdity, think of it in small terms. If this fan stops working, God must be evil. <laughs> well, because it make it hot, right? And I don't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> if I have to sit to the next to the guy who smells a little bad, obviously God doesn't exist. Well, it offends my nostrils. So <laughs> it's absurd to think of those terms, right? Yes, like absolutely. nobody would sit down next to someone who just forgot some deodorant and go, "Oh my gosh!" Obviously, there's no God. Right. Well, 
judging God's goodness based on any event in our life is the same idea. It's illogical right. to assume that just because there's a hardship in my life, then there's a bad God or no God. Mm-hmm. That would mean my life is God, but that's not true. Or at least there's an assumption that goodness demands God serves you. And that's, that's not true. Right. Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Right. Taste and see what? That your lives are perfect? No. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You come to him, you will find satisfaction in him, not just in how your life is. All right, now that's a good answer. We can't treat our lives as God. But another answer is warranted, however. Okay. It isn't enough just to say we're evil and also my life isn't God or my life doesn't equal God's character. Right. It's kind of a passive answer. Um, why is there still pain? Well, God can use pain. Pain draws us closer to God. Absolutely. When my kids who I had as foster kids were going to adopt them, they got taken away from me. Police officer called. I held up the phone. Tears are streaming down my face. All I could do was lay on the floor and say, mercy, God. My first reaction in terrible pain was to go to God. Mm-hmm. Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. David wrote this. Notice, it doesn't say, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you believe in him, everything will be fine. Right. It says, blessed is he who takes refuge in him. Now, if you're listening on the radio right now, you're going to have to get to our podcast to get the last few minutes of this because you're running out of time. I'm not going to cut this super short. But God is not an impersonal force. God wants a relationship with you, a relationship called love. Amen. He wants you, and he knows you need him more than anything else. So what do we do when we're in trouble? Well, we sure as heck shouldn't miss church. Right. Shouldn't as heck just walk away and say, I guess there's no God. We're supposed to be turning to him. Right. right, I'm going to come back to this in just a second. But Dave, uh, where's our website for the church? uh, For the church? Revo.church. Revo.church. And for the radio show? TruthRevolution.tv. If you want to hear the rest of this, Mm -hmm. got to go to TruthRevolution.tv. TruthRevolution.tv. Last time? TruthRevolution.tv. Revolution. Okay. We're going to continue this now. Okay. We, we sh- what do we do when we're in trouble? A lot of times people walk away, right? Right. I can't believe God would let this happen. I don't know what God's doing. Yeah. Maybe God's not good. Maybe there is no God. But what you're supposed to do is what it says in Psalm 34. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Not Amen. taste and see that your life is good. If you believe in him, everything will be fine. No. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is a refuge. So if God's the refuge, if God is the safe place in our midst of trouble, when things are going bad, you sure as heck shouldn't miss church. You sure as heck should keep making sure you give your offerings. You, of course, keep being kind to people. Most of all, you talk to God. That's when you really dig into scripture. Right. You really dig into prayer and you really go to God and say, I need you to be my refuge more than ever right now. Right. That's what I was I was actually getting ready to, to touch on that. The thing is, is that when our lives go to shambles, we're like, oh, I just give up. And you, and you just roll in the dirt when what you really should be doing is getting closer to the one that can actually make your life right. Exactly. I, I know some guys at this church, uh, man, when they're, it's, it's, I'm going to be honest, like some of these guys, they're spiritually, they were mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their wives left them and it was like, what is God doing? But these guys dug in and got closer to God than they'd ever gotten right. in the middle Amen. of that struggle. And like their lives are completely changed now and, and they're doing amazing things. C.S. Lewis says this. God whispers to us in our pleasure, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Yeah. I, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our conscience, but 
he shouts to us in our pain. Amen. It is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Mm-hmm. Pain is a very quick way for you to hear God. It turns us to him quicker than a thousand moderately boring Bible studies. Right. So we have options. We can turn to God in times of trouble and ignore the blaring megaphone, or we can lie and say, oh, God isn't good just because my life isn't what I wish it was. Right. Or we can stop treating my life as though my life was God, and I can turn to the real God, a God who gives us mercy, even though we deserve nothing, because he is good. I'm not good. You're not good. Right. But he is good. We're not good enough to demand anything from God, but he loves us and offers us forgiveness and offers to be a refuge for us anyway. Amen. Man, that's, uh, anyway, that's, that's all. Storms, you know, storms are part of life. When the right. rain comes, let's be washed by the water. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you can complain that it's raining, or you can go out and you can be washed by it. You can mm-hmm. be cleaned by it. God is shouting you in your pain. Use it to get closer to Jesus. Dave, I just feel like we should pray to end this. Pray okay. for, will you pray for those people who are going through something difficult right now Absolutely. that they would move closer to Jesus and closer Absolutely. to God? Father God, we just pray for those who are going through tough times, Lord. They, and they may have been somewhere good where you could work with them, Lord, but mm-hmm. then they fell off. Father, be our megaphone. Wake us up in the middle of our struggles, Lord. Mm-hmm. Tell people, here I am, Lord, that they would listen to you, that they would turn and run towards your voice, Lord, yes. that they would be able to come to you, the one who makes everything right, because you alone are good. Mm. Where else are we going to get anything good? Certainly not from laying in our troubles and, and, mm-hmm. and whining about it. Father, right. draw us to you, Lord, that we would get your goodness. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for listening to Truth Revolution. We have loved having this time with you today. I pray that you'll come on out to Revolution Church if you haven't been already. Uh, If you have been to Revolution Church and you've missed a little bit, where the heck have you been? You can still come back. No one's going to judge you. I might hug you. Dave's going to hug you. I mean, that is a little scary, but you'll get through it. I'm a hugger. (laughs) I want to give you a hug, too. Just come on out, man. Uh, We'd still love to have you there. Amen. Come worship with us, praise God with us, and learn with us.